Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. So that that picnic is only for the WAM ministry, really? Yeah. Only for WAM ministry? Yes, and future WAMers. Oh, okay. So everyone <laughs> who, who interested, huh? Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. Okay. Is there any is there any uh, uh, audition to join the party? Singing. For you especially, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, happy Sunday again, um, everybody. And I just want to say good morning and happy Sunday to everybody who is watching online as well. Uh, it's a beautiful day uh, in Seattle. And I just want to welcome everyone uh, who come for the first time uh, in this church. Uh, welcome home. Um, we, are, we are blessed and we are glad to, to have you here. So before I start, I want to remind all of you about the IFGF uh, conference. So I believe we already sent out the announcement. The IFGF conference will be uh, held on August 6 to 7, Indonesian time. And it's uh, online. It's uh, free. So feel free to register. Uh, I believe uh, the media, social media already announced uh, all the link. And it's going to be great because I do really want to encourage all the leaders uh, group leaders, ministry leaders, and everybody who join uh, the ministry because uh, I think one of the speaker uh, is a, a former CEO of the Lifeway, I believe, right? Uh, do you know? Yes, no, okay. So uh, Tom Rayner is the, the CEO of uh, Church Answer. So um, it's very interesting to see what he wants to talk. I believe it's talk about, talking about, about the church um, because, again, we are struggling now. We are struggling to reconvene group after the pandemic right people are kind of uh, should i come should i not come i mean should we continue online or or just like a regular uh, sunday service but i think it's going to be uh, interesting what we uh, want to hear from from him in the conference so please register uh, join us uh, it's a free registration uh, online things and uh, we will have a, 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 a great blessing through the uh, conference Okay, so today we are going to close out our series, Renewed. Okay, for the past three weeks, Pastor Iwan has taught us about this series called Reigning in the Newness of Life. In the first week, we learned about our justification. Okay, so I'm trying to summarize what I learned so far. So first week is about justification. What is justification? For me, justification is the act of God, a declaration by God, okay, to declare us the sinners, okay. He pardons or he forgives all our sins and he accounts righteousness in our life, okay. There's nothing to do with us. We don't contribute even a bit into our justification. It's God acts declaration. God declares us. Okay, to be righteous in his sight. What is the basis of the declaration? The basis is the obedience and the death of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. How? When we put our trust, when we confess Jesus is our Lord, that's our justification. God forgives our sin. God pardons our sin. God accounts the righteousness in our life. That's first week. Second week, we are learning about sanctification. What is a sanctification? Sanctification, again, is an act of God. I mean, this is, this is my summary, okay? The act of God, it's nothing to do with us, is the work of the Holy Spirit 
to transform us to the image of Jesus Christ. Okay? It's a process. That's why we call it progressive sanctification. It's not finished. Okay? It's not finished. It's still, it's still going on. How, how we differ between justification and sanctification? Justification has been done on the cross. It's declaration, done, finished. Sanctification is ongoing. Last week, we learned that God has sent us our comforter, our helper, our teacher, and his name is Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is working in our life for our sanctification so that we can be transformed to the Christ-likeness so that we can walk in God's way. Today, after we learn about those three weeks, my statement, I want to start with my statement. Reigning in the newness of life does not mean we are an autonomous person. Our newness of life must stay connected to God. When we have an authority in Luke chapter 10, it says that, oh, the authority okay, has been given to us to trample on all the power of our enemies. When we have authority, when we reign in our newness of life, doesn't mean that we are an autonomous person. Autonomous person means that we govern ourselves, we reign ourselves. No, we have our master, we have our Lord in our life. Who reigns in our life? So it never meant to be that we are autonomous, autonomous person, I can do whatever I want to do, but we have a master, we have our Lord in our life. In, in, in Romans 6, uh, verse six, uh, 18, it says that we have been set from sin, Okay, the bondage of sin. And we are now slave to righteousness. I mean, if you don't like the word slave, I'm sorry, but this is the word of God. So we are, we were slave from, slave of righteousness. But now we are slave to, I'm sorry, we were slave uh, to sin before. And now we are slave to righteousness. What does it mean slave? We have master. We have an honor. So we don't own our own life. God owns our life. And then talking about the historical uh, perspective here, the relationship between master and slave, the master is responsible for the life of the slave. Even he has to lay down his life. That's what Jesus did for us. He laid down his life for us. So he become our master. He become our Lord. Because Romans, Romans, Romans 10 say that if you declare by your mouth that Jesus is Lord, not Savior, Lord, okay, and you believe that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So the declaration is that Jesus is our Lord in our life. Okay. Now, let's Open uh, the book of Romans, chapter 12. I want to invite you to stick in the chapter 12 of the book of Romans, and we are going to go through all these uh, 
uh, chapter. So I save you from going back and forth and, and flip the, the Bible. Just stay in Romans chapter 12. Let me read it for you, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So, therefore, everybody knows when, when you do a Bible study, when you see therefore, you need to go back to the previous things, right? And this therefore is the fourth therefore in the book of Romans. Uh, Pastor Paul likes to, to use the, the word therefore so that he will remind us to, hey, keep remembering what I said before, okay? And this therefore is very special because not only we have to go back to the previous statement, we need to go back to the previous 11 chapter. So if you do a Bible study, uh, usually the, 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 the scholars or the, the Bible teacher like to divide the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1 to 11 is about doctrine, theology, and then Romans 12 to 16 are the application of that doctrines. So when we say therefore, when apostles say therefore, say therefore, we need to remember that, hmm, what, what happened? Therefore, remember about all the justification, all the sanctification, all the things that we have learned three weeks ago. Okay? I urge you, brothers and sisters, remember this verse is for believers. So we have, have to be careful. Do not preach about these verses to non-believers because it will confuse them. Okay? I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, and this is very important, do not read these verses without this sentence or, or this uh, part, in view of God's mercy. Do not omit it, do not delete it, because without the view of God's mercy, without God's mercy, we are not able to offer our body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. In view of God's mercy, What's God's mercy? Remember our justification. Remember our sanctification. The whole chapter 1 to 11. Because of God's mercy. Paul said that we urge, we are urged to offer our body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Uh, in, in my opinion, we have two kinds kind of worship. Okay? One is the corporate worship, the one that we are doing right now. Okay, singing together, uh, glorifying God and everything. But also there's a habitual act of worship. What is that? Habitual act of worship is our daily life. So our corporate worship today, Sunday, is supposed to be a reflection of our habitual act of worship. Agree? It's a manifestation of our worship to God. That's why when we gather together with a brother and sister in Christ, what we do is what? To glorify God. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then you will be able to test and approve what God will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Being transformed okay, by renewing of our mind. Transform to what? Transform to the likeness of Christ, to the Christ likeness. Okay? And a lot of time we're trying so hard to find what is the God's will in our life. We are trying so hard to find what God's will in our life. But I pray, okay, my personal testimony, I pray, God, show me, show me what is your will for my life. Show me, show me. And I'm so hard to, to know, to discern what is God's will. But when I read this one, I remember that, oh, you know what? I need to be transferred by renewing my mind. Otherwise, I will not be able to test and approve what God's will is in my life. So the work of the Holy Spirit transforming me, it helped me, it gave me, it empowered me to be able to test and approve what God's will is. That's the fruit. We have wisdom, we have a discernment, okay? So that we know what God's will in our life. The goal of our Christian living is always the same from the beginning to the end. And what is that? Is to please God, to glorify God. So the goal of our Christian living is always the same. It's not like your company's goal or our church goal. Every year we have to renew, right? We have to replace it with a new goals or new, new vision. Oh, my company uh, uh, has a goal to, to reach, let's say, uh, 70, million, 70 million dollars in revenue. And the next year, it cannot be the same. It has to be higher probably. But our Christian living goal is always the same. It cannot be changed. It's always to please God, to glorify God. Remember Romans chapter 12, 1. That's our true worship. And it does not depend on the culture. It does not depend on the circumstances that are happening in our life. Now, it, it's, it's very interesting when I go to Romans, uh, uh, let's open Romans 12, uh, 3 to 5. Okay, let me, let me read it for you. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. So when I read this, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, Paul mentioned about the true worship on first one, talk about sanctification, transformation on, on first two, and then all of a sudden he talks about the, fam the family of God, the church, the body of Christ. So what I got is, I think I'm convinced that our sanctification, guys, is never meant to be exclusively for individual. Our sanctification is meant to be in the corporate setting too meaning we are planted to this family of God is a part of our sanctification. Because we need to be sanctified. The church 
is to be sanctified. Okay? And when we think of, about ourselves, Paul mentioned about think of ourselves, think of yourself. A lot of time, we set up our standard by comparing to others. We find somebody that is better than us, and then we try to, hmm, how can I do just like what he does? How can I achieve the accomplishment that he did? But in this verse, we learn that when we think ourselves, we need to do it in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of us. We know our identity, that we are children of God. So, when we are created in the image of God, we have a, a lot of things in, in common, right? We need food to, uh, to eat. We need clothes, correct? We need to be loved. We need to love others too. That's, that's common. But all of those similarities does not say that we are identical because nobody is the same. We are unique. We are special. We are limited edition, guys, right? Even, even our, our twins, they, they have a different fingerprint. So we are limited edition. So we are unique. And that uniqueness is not by coincidence. God designed it for what? So that when we belong to one another, we can bless one another, we can build one another. Unity is not based on a likeness. Unity is based on differences. If you are, everything is the same. Everybody is the same. That's not unity. That's uniformity. It's uniform. But unity is based on differences. God desires uh, togetherness, not sameness. Okay. Just like I do believe, remember about the Christian uh, uh, goals that we have to glorify God. Everybody agree that we have to glorify God. We have to please God. Okay, that's our call. By what? By proclaiming the gospel, the same gospel. We are proclaiming the gospel, but the way we proclaim the gospel could be different than one another. Somebody who have a gift in, in, in music probably proclaiming the gospel through the music. Somebody who have a, a, a talents to teach proclaiming the gospel through their teaching. So it's different. Same goal, but the way we're doing it, it could be different. Let's move on to Romans, Romans 12, uh, verse 6 to 8. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. Serving is a gift, guys. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. To encourage is give? Wow. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And I do believe that all of those gifts are equally important. It's not like, oh, prophesying is the top one. 
now. According to the grace given to each of us. I mean, if you don't have a gift of prophesy, don't, don't force it. Don't, don't make it up. But in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul mentioned that earnestly desire for all of gift. If you want to be used by God through the prophesy, pray for it. Pray for it. I mean, I don't know whether God will give or not, but just pray for it. That's what uh, Paul said. How about serving? I thought serving is just a serving. Everybody can serve. But there's a gift to serve. Not only just serving, probably it's more than that. Uh, the Greek word is a diakonia, meaning like, you know, uh, doing visitation to, to the needs uh, of the people. That's serving. It's a gift. Right? Teaching, for sure, is a gift. How about to encourage? It's a gift too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I, I, know, I know some people who, who are very good in giving encouragement. And not, not everybody can do that, right? I mean, it's not like, a, you know, a Christian life is not just only a pat on the shoulder and shake hand. I mean, that's okay, you're okay, you will be fine. It's much more than that. We are, we are sharing our life, we are sharing our burdens, we are sharing our gift so that we can grow together in the family of God. And, and one thing that I want to uh, emphasize on, on this uh, ministry, because this is kind of related to our ministry, right? It's giving, just like uh, the world harvest that we just saw. There are some people who are called to be very, very successful in the marketplace with a very, very minimum involvement in the church ministry. But they are called to support the church financially. Yeah, that's the gift. How about to lead. You don't need a title of leaders to lead. I mean, as a husband, you lead your family without a title of leaders. And, and our ministry in the church is very important, but that's not the purpose or the goal of our Christian living. Our Christian living goal is to be transformed to the Christ-likeness. Sometimes we are busy with ministry, we are so good in the ministry, but we are not being transformed, that we are not changed. I mean, that's, that's the problem, okay? So, so make sure we, we are on the same page here. Guys, I know everybody, uh, uh, most of us are, are involved in the ministry, so when we ministry, when we serve God through serving others in this church, make sure that we are transformed to the likeness of Christ. Romans 12, verse 9 to 13. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, passion in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And again, in the first Corinthians, Paul mentioned, if you have all of those spiritual gifts, prophesy, a healing, sign and wonder, 
if you don't have love, you gain nothing. There are three remains, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of this is love. Love must be sincere. Love is not only about acceptance. Love is acceptance and empowering. The culture defines love as, you know what? You have to accept me whoever I am. That's it. That's love. But for, for us, no. Love is more than that. That's empowering. Just like Jesus loved us, he justified us, and he sent us Holy Spirit so that he, he can walk through us. And when we are serving God through serving others, Paul mentioned that we need to be faithful in prayer. I know last Thursday I heard that uh, you guys have a very a great time with uh, Pastor JP in, in pray, uh, Night of Breakthrough. We learned about prayer. And I think we need, I mean, for me, I need, to, I need to sanctify my prayer life too, guys. I used to pray like a whole of list of what I want. A, B, C, D, E, F, Z, and then double A, <laughs> A, B, C, oh, again, just me, 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 me. But then, and it's not necessarily what I need, but what I want, okay? That's, that's my, my, my prayer, prayer life before. And then when I learned, no, I think we need to start praying for others too. How about we are praying for others in church? our brother and sister in Christ. You don't need to get a permission to pray for your brother and sister in Christ. I, I don't need to, to get a permission for you to, to pray for you. I can do it qu quietly. Okay? And I think that's, that's what, what God wants us to, to pray for one another. And for the sake of, oh, you know what? God is sovereign uh, because He is Alpha and Omega. He knows what is going to happen tomorrow. He already ordinates. Right? Order everything. So why do we have to pray? Because we are not going to change God's heart, right? God never changed. But the commandment is we need to pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, even for the next five minutes, we need to pray. And when God's suffering the end of the uh, things that we pray, He also suffers in the means, when we are praying, God ordained it, that to happen, that we pray. So, I want to encourage everybody to stop praying for one another, okay? Quietly, or probably if you have a, a chorus, just to talk to that person and then, then to pray one another. So, let's move on, Romans 12, uh, 14 to 16. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. I think this is one of the hardest Bible verses that we, we can do. Right? How can we bless people who persecute us? But then Paul mentioned about being proud. Being, being conceited, which is like an extremely pride of ourselves. 
So I think when we are talking about, like me, I mean, how can I be proud if I'm the wicked, I'm the sinners, but God purchased me, God redeemed me, God gave me uh, His grace and His mercy upon me, then, then why should I be proud? And I think we need to extend that to other too, even to the people who persecute us. Verse 17 to 19, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to offer. I will repay, says the Lord. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This is the temptation that Christian likes to play God. When somebody uh, do evil to us, we might not repay that evil with evil too, but our prayer, well, God, I know that you asked me to bless that person. Now, I leave the revenge, the events to you. I leave the room for your wrath for that person. Sounds biblical, right? That's what it says. But then when, when we are leaving everything to God, I do believe that like 99.99% or 100%, that person will be blessed, will be comforted to be child of God too. Just like Jonah. He doesn't want to go to the new world because why? Because I know if I preach that gospel, God will forgive those people. I don't want to. Is it fair? I mean, I don't know, Pastor Irwan is not here, so I have a, I have a, a liberty to, to talk anything about him, right? <laughs> I know he's, he's watching, but so how can I say, is it fair? He used to be a gang member in Singapore. He beat people. He did a lot of bad stuff. I mean, I never done it. So I must be a, must better than him, right? But then how can I, a bit, but I'm sure that I, we, I will be seeing him in, hev, in heaven. So we are, we, are, we, are, we are together there. So how can, it's not fair. He did much, much uh, 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 worse uh, things than I did. He, he got forgiven. But God is not about fa fairness, right? God is about justice. Somebody can say that how, it's not fair God save Kismet. I know him. His background check is bad. But God saved me. It's not fair. But it's just because God died on the cross for his people. I close with this. Verse 20, 21, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with God. It is finished. Jesus overcame evil on the cross. The greatest love is that he laid down his life for us and he 
we ought to lay down our life for our brother and sister. I wanna I wanna close with uh, a devotion that I read from from John Piper uh, devotion. See, when we are talking about renewing, um, remember that in Christ we are a new creation. But what is a new though? Are we having a new body? No. Are we having a new mind? No. Are we having new brains? No. We are still old body. We are still with our new brain. But we need to be renewed. Just like a renewal energy. Okay. Renewal energy is like what? A replenishing. Right? It's a process. So when we are justified, when we are sanctified, with our old body, with our old uh, uh, mind, we are renewed. Okay? We are renewed. We are not re being replaced by new things, but we are renewed. So Matthew 6, 34 said, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Lamentation 3, 22 to 23, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Guys, for sure, 100% guarantee that we will have trouble in this world. Today has its own trouble. That's why Lamentation 3, we need God's grace and His grace, His love, His mercy is always new every morning. Yes, one day, all trouble. Yes, one day, His mercy is new every morning. That's what we need. That's what we need. Let's, let's pray. Can, can I invite everybody to stand up and then we can Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for your words. Thank you for the fellowship that we have today, Lord. Thank you for reminding us for our justification. Thank you for walking through us, Father, through our sanctification. We don't deserve it. Give it up for us. Today, Lord, we want to pray. As we walk with you, help us to be renewed, to be transformed by renewing our mind. We know that we have Holy Spirit in our Give us wisdom and give us a discernment, Father. As we walk with you, we know that you are faithful, that your mercy, your compassion is always new every morning. As we put our trust in you, we know for sure that you are Emmanuel, that you are with us. Jehovah, our shepherd, who will protect us, who will lead us. 
in view of your mercy, Lord. Teach us to bring our life, our body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. We want to worship you, Lord Jesus, in our life. We want to glorify you, Lord, because you are deserved, because you deserve of our praise, our worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just want to pray, Father, for all of us, Father, in this place. Thank you for putting us in one family, in your body. And I pray, Father, as you have given us a measurement of faith, a gift in our life, give us boldness, encourage us, Father, to exercise that gift so that we can be a blessing to one another. Use us, Father, in our capacity. Use us, Father, according to your will, according to your plan. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to pray once again, Lord Jesus, for this church as we are in one family. It's just to be uni unity, Father. That we have one and only one. Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Master. Thank you today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your presence. As we about uh, going out further from this place, we believe, Lord Jesus, that you are Emmanuel, that your presence is with us. Give us a courage and boldness to preach the gospel, to share your words, Lord Jesus, as we meet the need of uh, people outside this church, Father. Let us do this together for your glory, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Give us protection, Lord Jesus. We receive your gift. We receive your Holy Spirit in our life. And we give you glory and honor in your beautiful name. Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone.